Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to On the Brightline podcast, tales from recovering food addicts from the perspective of a physician, a therapist, and an off-the-wall storyteller. We are not affiliated or endorsed by Brightline Eating, and all content presented in this podcast represents our personal opinions and does not represent medical, nutritional, or psychological professional advice. And welcome to the next episode of On the Brightline Podcast. Today we are going to talk about crystal vasers <laughs> and uh, what that means. Uh, so there's probably some question marks above people's mm-hmm. heads right now is what a crystal vase is. Uh, Robin asked me, she's like, what mm-hmm. is a crystal vase? <laughs> Define it. Define a crystal vase. Um, so we're going to, not only we talk about crystal vase and crystal vasers, but we're going to talk about um, slipping up in your program or, um, you know, things happening versus Mm -hmm. another uh, BLE-ism, which is being in the ditch. So Mm -hmm. those three things, what those mean and how they compare and contrast to one another. So I will explain what a crystal vase is, um, just because a lot of people might not know. Mm -hmm. It is a terminology that um, Susan Pierce Thompson has coined in the BLE community for people who have not broken their bright lines. And the reason why she uses the crystal vase is the analogy is because once a crystal vase is broken, ain't nothing you can do about it. It's gone. So you can never have that vase back in the form that it was before. And so we'll talk about the implications of that and what that means. But people use the terminology in the BLE community to describe themselves like I would be considered a crystal vaser because I have not broken lines since I started the program. Bonnie, do you want to talk about being in the ditch and what being in the ditch means? Sure. Um, I think it's open to interpretation. I'll start with Mm. that. Um, I think being in the ditch probably for most people means being completely off their program. Mm -hmm. So indulging in, you know, sugar and flour, eating between meals for people that, um, prior to getting in BLE were binging, um, you know, like Mm -hmm. literally just, you know, eating a ton of food that, that that they didn't, shouldn't be eaten. Um, that I view that as being in the, being in the ditch is like, I am fully immersed in my food addiction and I'm off the program and I'm, and I'm not able to get myself in the Mm -hmm. moment back on, Mm -hmm. um, versus a slip. Right. And I was going to say, like, let's talk about what a minor slip might look like. Um, you know, cause, and again, let's, let's, I mean, let's back up just a little bit because there might be people here who have picked up at this point and haven't listened to some of the earlier episodes we're talking about, um, in the program, we have four, what we call bright lines, which means that they are solid, you know, lines in the sand that we don't cross, which are, we don't eat sugar. Uh, we don't eat flour. We eat, meal, meal during meal times, mm-hmm. which most people do three meals a day. Some people do more if they're um, on a different kind of plan and we weigh and measure our portions. So those are the, those are the things we're talking about slipping up, being, you know, being outside of the plan. So being in the ditch would be throwing caution to the wind, not paying attention to any right. of them. And then you're going to, what you're going to say is what is a minor slip look like or mm-hmm. what, what could, how could we define that? Yeah. And I think a minor slip can be everything from, um, I went out to eat and I ordered something I thought was BLE compliant and only realized halfway through the meal that it had sugar mm-hmm. or flour in it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, doing that accidentally, doing that intentionally. Mm-hmm. Um, we've, you know, we've talked about holidays. You're at a holiday and I just want to have that one thing that's mm-hmm. not on my plan because I want to have it. Um, it can be everything from, um, I'm having a grain, 
a BLE compliant grain, mm-hmm. but I'm having it at a time that wasn't planned. Um, I think all those are minor slips. Uh, slips can lead to the ditch for right. some people very quickly. Um, and then depending on your susceptibility, how susceptible you are to food addiction, if you're a 10 on the susceptibility scale, one yeah. slip can lead you to the ditch. If you're a two, one slip might be like, that was a slip and mm-hmm. you're just right back on the plan. Right. Right. And so I think, um, there's a lot of talk in the community about the value of being a crystal vaser. Uh, and I think the thing that I, I think what I want to talk about and maybe mm-hmm. like get Robinson put on, um, is that what a lot of people talk about and because I haven't lived in this, lived this life yet, I don't know, is that once you lose your lines, it is so hard to come back. And so that's something that I hear a lot of mm-hmm. from people within the community that they're like, if you have a crystal vase, keep it because it is so hard to come back once you've broken your lines, been in the ditch or even just minorly slipped. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause the exceptions could be hard. So anyway, I'll stop yeah, talking. I want to hear from you. I, I, I think there's so many pieces that go on with that, right? That, that idea of, when, when I have a slip once, is there that rationalization of, well, see, I slipped before and it was fine. Mm. Right. I can, I can, I can get right back on. I, I I'm not as susceptible, right? Maybe, oh, I can, I can do this. And I think that hits on that, like the cognitive behavioral piece of what am I saying to myself in my head about that slip? Mm. Right. What, what is the language that I'm using about that of, see, it's fine okay it's okay that I did that versus wow why did I do that well and I will say there's a really popular phrase in the community permission mm-hmm. to be human right and so uh, let's also talk about that yes. and you know what that means what does permission to be human mean so right and I think there is this there is this uh, continuum of is this am I rationalizing my slip right or am I being willing to have a really honest look at it and say, oh, okay, yeah, I, I, I slipped because of X, Y, Z, and I'm going to have, I'm going to, right, I like to talk about the permission fairy, right? The permission fairy is going to be able to, you know, to, to sit on our shoulder and say, yeah, I, I, I get why you had that slip. You are human. But, but again, diving down to the why. Why did I have that slip? What was going on? So rather than beating yourself up about the slip, right? Because that's where the perfectionism Mm. can come in, right? Which is, which is so damaging. (laughs) So rather than having that language of, I am going to beat myself up and get caught up in the awfulizing Mm -hmm. of the slip and why I am awful, right? Not that the slip was awful. I am awful because I slipped, right? Um, but that willingness to say, okay, I am, I am a human person and I had a human moment and I'm going to be willing to look at the, the why of that moment Mm -hmm. so that perhaps I could keep that moment from happening again. Perhaps I need to bump up my EAP some, perhaps I need to, um, bump up my connection or my commitment to the program. I need to go back and do some of the modules, right? I think support, I mean, support is a big, is a big, Mm -hmm. um, function of that as well. So I, this is, I haven't told this story yet. So news, news to you guys. Um, that, so I was, um, I've been out of town. I was out of town Mm -hmm. for a long extended period of time and Mm -hmm. I came back in town and you know, life is lifey and I've been, you know, tired and whatever. So the other night I had made a plan and I wrote down my food as I do. Mm -hmm. I write down my food every night before. And so I had planned for one vegetable and I switched it to another 
And in that moment, and mm-hmm. I actually felt mm-hmm. like it was like, it was a heavier vegetable. Like I was like, oh, I mm-hmm. want the starchier, heavier vegetable mm-hmm. instead of the one that I planned for. And it was like, in that moment, I'm just like, why did I do that? Like, why did I do oh, that? Sure, right. Sure. Cause it was, you know, was I still bright? Of course I was still bright. I didn't break my lines, but right. like I, the whole point of writing down your food is the commitment is to take away the choice and take or mm-hmm. take away the need for mm-hmm. willpower in that moment. Mm-hmm. And I made a choice that maybe wasn't the best choice in the moment. And so, you know, the reality is, is that, um, you know, it's permission to be human, like mm-hmm. in that moment. But I also like took a step back and I'm like, well, why did I do that? Yeah. And so, and you know, for me, it's like exhaustion and like getting mm-hmm. back to a normal routine, all those things. Mm-hmm. But I also immediately, you know, reached out to my mastermind group and said, Hey guys, I just want you to know I did this. And again, like not like in a shame because I would have gone to shame in my previous Mm -hmm. life, not in a shameful way, but just in a, Hey, I want to be accountable. And I want you guys to know that I switched something else up on my food program. So, and not from a permission giving like standpoint either. Mm -hmm. I didn't want anyone to say, Oh, it's okay. Right. I didn't want anybody to say Mm -hmm. that. And it's funny because one, it was kind of a, it was kind of a mixed message from the two, you know, the two people in my Mm -hmm. mastermind group, one people was like, Oh, it's fine. And the other person was like, I'm keeping your commitment that you won't do it again. (laughs) But But, But that's interesting because I think in this society we have gotten so used to giving, giving other people blanket permission. Oh, it's fine that you did that. Oh, it's okay. You had a hard time, right? We have all these rationalizations that, um, are not always true. Right. Right. And being in a, being in a support circle or support Mm -hmm. group, like, Mm -hmm. I think that's, I think that's where I stand with, um, when it comes to people, when it comes to this program, so let me, let me back up a little bit. So mm-hmm. when it comes to this program, I, because I'm a crystal vaser and I tend to probably err on the side of perfectionism, mm-hmm. I, you know, I hold that very valuable that I have mm-hmm. been within my bright lines. And so when I hear people that permission give or make excuses or rationalizations for them mm-hmm. breaking their lines, I get super judgy and I'm not saying mm-hmm. that's healthy or that's okay. What I'm saying is, is that's the first, my first gut instinct in my mind is to say, why would you do that? Why would you break your lines? Mm-hmm. And like, you know, you could have not done it, you know, like right. instead of, instead of going to the place of, um, Oh, it's okay. Or, you know, like, let's get curious about this or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I normally come down off back from that and, you know, and I'm, I'm like, okay, let's get curious about that. Like yeah. what was going on and that sort of thing. But in this, in this, uh, community, you know, where we're here to support each other, like I want to make sure that I am supportive and not enabling. Mm-hmm. And that is, yeah. and, and I, and I unfortunately probably err on this side of judgment a little too much, but I also don't, I, I, I get fearful of being an enabler of anybody else. Yeah. So I think that, um, and I think the get curious thing is really important because mm-hmm. I think what most people experience, if they have a slip or are in the ditch or whatever mm-hmm. you, whatever to whatever level for them, um, it is, I think there is guilt and shame. Mm-hmm. And I think for yeah. all of us that have, an, an eating addiction, we have spent our life in guilt and shame about our weight, about mm-hmm. our bodies, about our mm-hmm. food choices. I mean, our whole lives are just filled with that. Right. And so we very easily go to guilt and shame. And I think that get curious thing is really important. If you're in the ditch, if you had a slip, if you switched your vegetable, mm-hmm. right? I mean, there's the, there's the give yourself permission to be human. I'm a human being and I made a mistake and that doesn't make me a bad person. Right. Mm-hmm. Put shame off the table right. and immediately get curious. Oh, wow. This isn't where I wanted to be. Right. But this mm-hmm. is where I am now. How did I get here? Oh, interesting. 
Um, now I can see mm -hmm. that, you know, this experience led to this emotion, led to this behavior. Mm -hmm. Now what can I implement for next time? Yeah. Next time yeah. I have this stressor, I am going to, you know, make sure that I've prepackaged that meal because mm -hmm. I know when I get home, I'm going to be really tired and stressed. And if I haven't mm -hmm. prepackaged it, I'm going to make a choice or I might be tempted to make a choice. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't want to get in that situation mm -hmm. again. So I think it's really important. Um, I've heard people that had minor slips be like, well, I'm in the ditch. And I'm like, well, what do you, what happened? Are you binging? Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, I, I, you know, I, I, I had a snack mm -hmm. and I switched my vegetable. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, personally, I don't call yeah. it. I said, right. I, I really view in the ditch as like, I am, I am, I am in a, Off I'm in, I'm in a, right. I'm in an addiction spiral. Right. That I, can't, that I can't get myself out yeah. of. Which Not is, like one, one. Right. right. But then yeah, again, like sense. Robin's saying, we also don't want to rationalize away. Oh, it was just a little slip because right. for mm -hmm. most of us, yeah. A little slip. slip is a slippery slope. Yeah. And so yeah. you really got to take it seriously. Yeah. I have definitely had minor slips. I'm not a crystal vaser. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, I, I, I try to acknowledge it when it happens and, uh, but I can be in moments where I'm rationalizing it. Yeah. So I, mm -hmm. it's a very dangerous thing. Yeah. Um, it's a very dangerous thing. I think any kind of addiction recovery, it truly is a lifelong mm -hmm. It's a lifelong process. Um, I remember in medical school, we were, we had a like training on addiction and they brought a gentleman in who had been addicted to cocaine mm. and he had been a corporate executive and had a very powerful job and a successful life. Mm -hmm. And this cocaine addiction just took him completely out. I mean, it ruined his life mm -hmm. and he had been sober for 10 years. And I remember I asked him, I'm like, well, how do you feel now? And he said, every day I wake up and think I'd really like some cocaine. Yeah. And then I tell myself I'm an addict and I can't do that. And I move on. And I, and I mean, that just made such an impression mm. on me. Like, wow, 10 years. I mean, he got his life all back together. Right. right. And yet he recognized that he had to look in the mirror every day and go, I'm still this person. Yeah. I still mm -hmm. have this problem and I have to face it. And I think that's when you have the minor slip. It's, you know, if you're otherwise doing really great with your program, it could mm -hmm. be really tempting to be like, oh, it's a minor slip and I'm doing fine. And that's it. And right. just gloss over it. Right. Instead yeah. of embrace every minor slip as a, well, I really didn't want to have slips and mm -hmm. I've had one. Right. So why? Right. But also not going down the shame spiral. Exactly. Like I think yes. that's, cause that's unfortunately where I live. <laughs> I think I tend to, I, I tend Absolutely. to live in that shame spiral of, oh, if I do anything, like if it's 0.1 off of the mm -hmm. scale, then mm -hmm. I'm, then I'm breaking guess my line. Guess what free addicts yeah. do when they're in a shame spiral? Yeah, they eat. Right? <laughs> yeah, they definitely eat. Yeah. That's, so. that's what I was going to talk about was like the, the, what is that downfall of the shame, right? What yeah. is the price that you pay for sitting in that shame? Yeah. yeah. And I think it's that struggle to say, right, that the shame has never actually helped me get where I want to go. Mm. But yet we all Oh, go can we there. say that one more time? Yeah, the shame has never helped you get where you want to go. It is actually a barrier yeah. to getting you where you want to go. Yeah. So that willingness to sit and figure out what's the purpose of that shame in the past, right? And right. a lot of people, I think, use shame as, or, or we're taught that um, shaming is motivating, mm. right? And the problem is that the shame becomes a headwind that you fight against instead of something that is a tailwind that actually motivates you. Mm. Yep. I definitely feel that for sure. So, uh, I, you know, I think, I don't know if we... 
I don't know what else we have to say about these, these concepts. Um, I think for me, I think the reality is, is that we do have names for them. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know how helpful they are to be mm -hmm. perfectly mm -hmm. honest. Um, it's, it's, it's hard, um, because I think there's some, you know, obviously there's some pride around the fact if you're a crystal vaser, um, mm -hmm. but how do you navigate that, um, amongst, um, you know, a group of people that, um, are not, you know, may not be crystal vasers, but also, uh, how do we, give permission to be human if people, because, you know, we are addicts, like at the end of the day, like we are addicts and they're, you know, mm -hmm. it is, it is very reasonable that people are, are going to, you know, they're going to mess up and they're going to fall off the mm -hmm. wagon, but it's like, how do we, how do we make that fall off the wagon the shortest lived time that it can be? Cause mm -hmm. I think that's the other thing, um, is like, how do we, how, how, how do we get to a place where if we do make that slip, if we do, um, you know, break the line or whatever the mm -hmm. case might be that we don't live in that space and live in that shame spiral. Cause I think that that, um, that's the struggle. Right. And mm -hmm. like Bonnie yeah. said, it's the lifelong. Yeah. And I think the crystal vase is a, what, what it represents is a very healthy and appropriate fear of mm -hmm. fear of getting to that's a, me <laughs> I mean, a, a healthy and appropriate fear of experimenting or tinkering right. or, or breaking a line mm -hmm. because you know that, you know, that could lead to something that you don't want. Um, but, but it also can't be like, if I don't have a crystal vase, I'm not a bright lifer. If right, I don't have right, a crystal right. vase, I'm not engaged in this program. It's like not true. You right. know what I mean? Like many people with addiction that eventually find sobriety relapse multiple times of right, every right. substance that there is. It's yeah. so hard. This is such a hard thing. Um, right. beating addiction of any kind. The stats are terrible. So mm -hmm. if you're on your program and you've had a slip and you got back on and you're on, that's amazing. I mean, right. we, maybe we need to have another word for that, right? A separate yeah. kind of word mm -hmm. of valor or of recognition. Right. Oh. That's not, okay you know, guys, we got to come up with that right now. You know, that's separate, <laughs> separate from a crystal vaser, you know, but, but, but you're like, you're a survivor, right? I mean, yeah. and, and that is nothing to be ashamed of. No. So, um, I think, I think the idea of a crystal vase is beautiful. And I always, I always say like, you know, uh, Susan Pierce Thompson will, in a lot of her videos talk about, well, I made that, I did that experiment and you're welcome to that experiment mm -hmm. and I always think to myself nope I'm a 10 on the addiction scale I don't need yeah. to try the experiment I, I absolutely know I, I can learn from someone right. else's experiment so I think that idea of staying in the crystal vase so that you're not going to risk taking an experiment is great but again we've got to remove the shame from if you break your crystal vase you're still like you are not actually made of crystal you're not broken right right you're you're still a whole person and you can still move into recovery there's actually a Japanese art kintsuji kintsuji thank you <laughs> right and so that is the oh, idea right. that when something breaks yeah right? That the repair is made with gold so that there is that awareness that it is, it is not what it was, but it is still beautiful and wonderful. Oh, well, that. but I think the thing is, is that with Kintsuji, it is, um, normally it is like pottery, like ceramic yes. pottery. Yes. So putting it back together with gold actually makes it more valuable. Yes. So it is, yeah. a, it is when that. it is repaired, mm -hmm. when it is put back together, it is not only more beautiful, but it is also right. more valuable. And that right. is the, that is the joy, um, of that art form, yeah. which is called Kintsuji. So yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking that. I love that. That's, and that's totally the, I mean, how, how, right. how much stronger are you if you fell in the ditch and then right. you got back right. to your sobriety? It's like right. a broken right. bone, right? Broken bones when they heal sure. are yeah. stronger, like Absolutely. where they mend back together. Mm -hmm. So, um, I think it's, I, I definitely think that there's, there's incredible value in, re-examining how we, how we feel about that and mm -hmm. trying to remove the shame, um, 
Because shame. that shame pushes on the not good enough button. Right. Yeah. Or that I lost. Like it's a win or lose thing. And yeah. there's no right. win or lose. This is a right. lifetime. This is a lifetime behavior change we're trying right. to make. Mm-hmm. There's no win or lose. Right. It's not mm-hmm. like you hit an end point and you're done. You know, so right. it's not like if I get my crystal vase to the finish line to, right. you know, to April 3rd or to, you know, September 15th, or there's mm-hmm. no point at which, right, you yeah. win a prize because you kept a crystal vase to that right. point, right? right. It's right. all about lifelong sobriety. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Any other thoughts that we have today about crystal vasers and being in the ditch and all? Okay. So I think, you know, my wrap up thoughts are that, um, I think that no matter where you are in your program, that uh, moving in the direction of growth is the most mm-hmm. important and most valuable thing, um, whether that is that you've never broken a line since you started or whether you've been in the ditch 27,000 times. Mm-hmm. I don't think it matters. Um, I think the reality is is that um, we are all working towards the goal of um, having freedom from food addiction, um, having sobriety in this place, and living the healthiest lives that we can live. And so for me, uh, yeah, I just I just want to encourage everybody that um, we, can, we can do this, we can do this together, and we can be in different places places and do it together. Like Mm -hmm. that's the other thing is that we don't all have to be coming from the same place. So, uh, that is our episode today. As always, if you uh, have ideas for topics that you want us to talk about or questions for us, feel free to email us at on the bright line podcast at gmail.com or check us out on social media. Have a great day. Mm -hmm.